Hey, Woodside family, Pastor Chris here. Welcome to another edition of The Link. Also a very special welcome to our friends who watch The Link. Maybe you're not a part of the Woodside family, but we're so glad that we can help you in your journey with Jesus. Here at The Link, we try to live at the intersection of faith and culture. We're also in a new studio setting, uh, kind of temporary now. Pray with us. We're building out uh, new studios for the future. And so we would love your prayer. And uh, if The Link has been a blessing to you, we'd love for you to comment below so we can know how uh, these episodes are encouraging your walk with Jesus. Today, we want to have a really important conversation about a critical aspect of all of our lives, and that is digital technology. You know, it seems like everything changed in March as uh, the pandemic kind of settled in. We all began to live out of our homes, but what became very clear is the way that we consume spiritual content changed as well. It became very central to our spiritual lives to be able to have content that was edifying, that could help us to grow, but also open up conversations with our friends, our neighbors, our networks about Jesus. Today, we want to talk about how do we use digital platforms for the good? How do we make sure that the gospel is invading spaces of technology that we all consume on a daily basis? And you get a treat today because I've invited some of our team members that are going to help to have this conversation. First, Trevor Cole. He's a man behind the scenes. He directs our marketing communications department here at Woodside. He and his wife, Megan, have been married for 16 wonderful years. They have three just south of perfect children <laughs> as well, and a dog that he claims he hates, but we know he's really obsessed with. Uh, Trevor, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. We got to have pictures of the dog. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then Milady Yeager. She is our content editor for Woodside. She does so many things to help us to communicate effectively our heart, our mission, our vision, and the gospel uh, to our church family. Milena, thank you for being here. And a big shout out to Josh, All your right. husband as well. <laughs> and two cats, I got two cats. I was going to say, you're two a cats. cat lover <laughs> as well. We will not hold that it's against you. It's an important thing to know about me. Yes. I do thing. hold it against you, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I know what we do share in common is our love for digital and media and technology. And so I want to talk about that, guys. And really, with you guys being a part of the team, this is more just a conversation, but I think it can be really edifying for those who are watching. So Trevor, let's first start off with just kind of defining the terms. When we talk about digital media, what do we mean by that? Sure. Um, well, it's sort of an ever-evolving term as technology has sped up so quickly in the past 20 years or so. But ultimately, uh, digital media is any information that we consume on a screen. Yeah. So, you know, take out newspapers and everything like that, but newspapers on a digital screen, that is all digital media. Television, videos, blogs, websites, that's all digital media. Any information we consume on a screen. Wow, so you're talking about laptops, uh, tablets, uh, smartphones, all of it. Um, there, there's a lot then that we need to discuss because if your life is anything like mine, you're consuming a whole lot of digital media. I want to hear from you though, because we as a church have made a concerted effort that we want to be in this space. Talk about why the content we produce, Milena, is really important, not just for the church family as a whole, but maybe even to you personally, just your love and passion for being in this space. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we have these conversations, 
we come from a place of understanding that social media and digital media in general can be kind of a sensitive subject and people have different opinions on it and the way that they practice it in their own lives um, because of its correlations you know, with anxiety or envy or self-image issues. But I think the important distinction that we make as believers and as the church when we're talking about using digital platforms is that our goal is to bring the hope and the love of Christ into those spaces. Yes. It's to bring biblical truth into places where there's brokenness. And so um, I think my group leader said it so well one time, she encouraged us that as Christians, we can't sit by while our nation and our world are engaging in these important conversations that are shaping what people believe and ultimately who people are. We have the responsibility to use those same resources to bring a gospel voice into the yes. conversation because we want for Christ and God's word to be shaping the narrative, not the voices of culture. Yeah. And that's exactly what digital media allows us to do. Yeah, I love that. So kind of to me, I think about there's kind of two ends of the spectrum. On the one end, there's silence, where the church is not speaking. On the other end, there's shouting, where the church is just yelling about all the issues. But in the middle, to me, is Ephesians 4.15, to speak the truth in love, that we get a chance to speak the truth of the gospel with the love of Christ. And I think that causes us uh, to stand out. Trevor, talk a little bit about how you landed in this spot. I mean, what causes you to wake up every morning excited about being in this space? Yeah, um, I'll, try to, uh, I'll try to be brief. My wife always says, don't make it a long story long, Trevor. So <laughs> make it a long story short. Um, but uh, I did work in the church world for a number of years in a similar role. And then I went and worked at an agency uh, here in the Michigan area down in Detroit that, that specialized in large part in content marketing, basically. Um, and I did a lot of learning in those few years just about exactly what that is, how that's different from um, sort of traditional marketing. And I think like this is an opportunity for me to sort of clarify the difference of creating content versus what usually people think of as traditional advertising. Um, and the best way that I've ever heard it said is that traditional sort of advertising is interruptive in nature, yeah. but content should be helpful. That's and great. as I began to learn that, and uh, you know, we were actually committed here at the Woodside uh, Lake Orion campus uh, we were, you know, we uh, run a small group as well and everything. And it got me thinking about like, what is the church doing when it comes to content? Yes. Like we put our services online and we have a website, but are we creating helpful content for the world out there? Yes. You know, they have questions about Christ. They have questions about, you know, religion and God in general. And Aside from those couple of things that I mentioned, are we creating helpful resources for them? And, and I was like, you know, some churches are, but I feel like there's such a need and a void for that for Woodside to create for our communities. Um, and so that was a big part of what drew me here. When you and I, I remember in those early conversations, just talked about like, what are your passions? And, and you know, what would it be if you came and worked at Woodside? What would that be like? And I just shared like, I hope that we can be a place that creates helpful content for those that need it most. And that's what drew me here. 
No, I'm really glad that you bring those uh, items up, Trevor, because I do think that so much of our heart here is to create content for people to be able to do two things. I remember those early conversations. We want to help people to grow in their own personal relationship with Jesus, engaging them around the questions of their heart. But we also want to set people up to have conversations, gospel conversations with their neighbors, friends, and networks about Jesus. And so much of our lives are lived online and in digital spaces. I think it's also important to say that digital content is not the enemy. It really is, if used properly, a wonderful tool for helping us to grow spiritually. But I like to say it this way, it is never a replacement for living in community within the local church. We have to be both high tech and high touch people. Maybe the first generation has had to live both. And so I think the best way for us to see technology and digital content is as a supplement, but not a substitute for the local church. But I would love for you to talk a little bit about balance because really that's what we're trying to strike, uh, Milena, in this uh, conversation and how we live out our lives. So talk about the balance between the good and the evil, if you will, of digital content. Yeah, I think there's two important things to consider when we're talking about balance. The first being time. You know, how much time are we spending on social media? I know in my life, I mean, I work in this field, but I've set boundaries of how much time that I'm spending on social media. And then I also think the second thing is, what type of content are you consuming? You know, is it content that's um, equipping, it's uplifting, it's encouraging? Or is it content, as our pastor said, who, that's drawing you closer to temptation? Is it drawing you closer to sin based on what you're consuming? Um, so I think maybe just to set up, set up an example of that, I think of a young woman maybe in high school who she's seeing all sorts of content online that um, is women who are dressing immodestly, the way that they're portraying their bodies and their selves and their, the way that they perceive themselves, um, that sends her one message over and over and over every time she sees that. But then when she consumes content that is about the way that God views her and her innate worth and her value and her inner beauty, that is sending a completely different message over and over and over that is equipping her and it's growing her up to be a godly woman. Yeah, so even if you're seeing good content though, you are given a caution that the amount of time in digital spaces, it could be robbing you of those personal relationships. Because I know a lot of people who have given up not just the, the worship gathering for digital content, but just human interaction. So we gotta balance that as well, right? Absolutely, I think digital media, we need to understand it as um, not the end all be all, it's the open door. So, and I love the way that we understand it here at Woodside is that digital is an invitation to connect with us, to serve with us, to get plugged into our family. And I actually think a really great real life example of that is Shaney. And a lot of our church family has heard her story now. And when I was sitting down with Shaney and just talking about the way that God's been moving in her life, she explained how she connected with Woodside online and she got a phone call from one of our pastors who just spoke with her and he encouraged her to watch our online worship gathering. 
So she did, and uh, it changed her life. She heard the message of the gospel, and she called that pastor back, and she gave her life to the Christ, which is amazing. And when we were talking through that, she was saying how now every single Sunday she gets online and she worships with us from home, and it's been incredible. But at the same time, she spoke about just this longing to be able to for the first time when she'll be able to worship in person with her new church family, she's so looking forward to that. And she's being cautious right now and just was talking about that day when she can walk through the doors of her new church home and worship with her Woodside family, how powerful that will be. And I just love her heart in that. And I love that story because it's exactly what we are praying for as those who are creating these resources is that they wouldn't be the end point, but they would be the beginning to this person's journey with the Lord and with our church. Yeah, I love that because for us, that is the end goal. We're not creating content just for the sake of content. It is to be able to spread the message of Jesus so that people can experience new life in him and being grafted into this family. But I do say this, that this is a year where we need to give extraordinary grace, right? Because people are uh, consuming digital content in, in necessity in many ways, and we need to give grace there, um, but also recognize there's a new normal. So let's talk about that a, a little bit. How is technology redefining community? Because we're really big into small groups, living in community, the worship gathering, maybe Melena and then you, Trevor. How is uh, digital really redefining community? Yeah, I think a huge part of the way that we approach community here at Woodside, like you mentioned, is our groups. And so I know um, our group leaders are being really purposeful about how to combat Zoom fatigue and how to be mindful of the fact that people are spending hours on their screens. And so how can we continue to engage those people? How can we help them to feel connected and feel that relational connection and love that we so badly desire for our groups? How can we be creative in the way that we're serving where maybe everybody packs uh, you know, a care package from their own home instead of everybody gathering together and doing it you know, in one space. So just really being creative of, yes, digital is a necessity right now, and it's going to continue to be that way for a little while. And so how can we make sure that we are still being purposeful in our relationships with people and you know, looking for opportunities to be thinking outside of ourselves and still serving and engaging our communities? That's good, Trevor. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I would just, she talked a lot about how our groups and communities can continue to interact with each other. I think another part of it is there is, we would be amiss to not, we would be remiss to not talk about the tension that there is in our culture right now. And as a church, being a positive force in that is so important. There's so much negativity around us. Yeah that to be a place where people can talk positively about what is being done in their communities, what is being done in their homes and in their groups is really, really important. You know, yeah. uh, as she said, people are consuming more than they ever have because of the situation we're in. That's why I think it's so important for us as the people of God to be a positive force, to demonstrate that God is at work. Yeah, I'm really glad you bring this up because it gives me an opportunity to say that we're gonna strive to do that like as a staff 
We're going to try to be as thoughtful as we can. But let's be honest, in our culture right now, it's hard to find uh, common good stories. Uh, there's a few things that maybe we'll rally around, you know, medical workers or the high school football team that wins homecoming game, right? But there are very few things now that we're all unified on that we'll all say is really, really good. More and more, just about everything you post becomes controversial, whether it is supporting one group or celebrating one holiday. Next thing you know, there's an argument happening. So I do think that the challenge is to all of us, including those of you who watch and consume, that yeah, we have to think thoughtfully, but we need our friends who are watching, our church family, uh, that is watching to engage responsibly. I will say this, that there are some differences between physical community and online community. One of the big differences is how to work through disagreements. You know, in physical relationships, interpersonal relationships, we're able to work through in a thoughtful way. I am far less aggressive, outraged, angry when I'm sitting across from a person than I am when I'm just kind of flying off online. Not that I ever do that, yeah. but I've heard rumors about people who do that, right? But studies show we're far more vitriolic and angry online. I think that trying to work through a disagreement with someone online is just a, um, a, a horrible place for that to happen. None of us work through problems well when a thousand people are watching us and that's what's happening online. But let's just talk about really quickly about this other part of how we use it and that is to help people to reach others with the gospel. Um, talk about your heart with that, Trevor, and then maybe uh, Milena, you can kind of tie that in with us uh, together as well. Yeah, I think it's like you said, I think that in one aspect, we wanna be sowing seed out there but then we also want to be providing resources for our people to start conversations with others. Yes. And uh, it, there's a, tons of research that shows that it's difficult for believers to begin conversations with their unbelieving friends. They have a harder time than ever getting those going. And if we can provide, whether that be blog articles or videos that are talking points, that can say like, hey, you should check this out to begin the conversation for them. We are doing a great service to be able to give them those opportunities because that is really where that faith journey starts for people. Yeah. It's that one-on-one -on -one conversation and that's why we believe so strongly in creating those types of resources. Yeah, Milena? Yeah, I think it's really important for our church family to be online just liking, commenting on, and sharing the resources that we provide because that helps um, reach so many more people with the truth that we're sharing. And then similar to what Trevor was saying, I think just looking for opportunities, just natural connection points in life and conversation. I know one example is for me, my life group is going through a study about God's vision for womanhood. And so our group leader recommended that we listen to the episode of The Link about Jesus, women in the church. And then we just talked about it. You know, what does it mean for us as women in the church? Um, so I think if we can just keep our eyes open, 
for those conversations that we can have with people, whether inside or outside the church, to say, you know, hey, watch this video or check out this blog. It's for parents who are schooling from home. Like, there's so many resources that we can use to encourage people. Yeah, and I think it's important for us to remember the call of the church is not just to be culture consumers, but culture creators as well. And so hopefully uh, we're doing that and it's serving you in an awesome way. Please know that a big win for us is not just viewership, but it's engagement. And so as you uh, share Shaney's story, I just wanna appeal to maybe there's somebody who's watching right now and you need to be connected to a local church family. You need a connection to Jesus. And you are watching right now and you're saying, I don't have it and I want it either to the local church or to Christ the Savior. Just type connect in the comment section. I promise you, we would love to follow up with you and see God just flood your life with his love, his mercy, his grace, and his truth. You know, a couple of resources that I've uh, really been impacted by. First, I want to just say for parents, uh, if you've never heard of Jonathan McKee, you really should uh, Google him now because he writes a lot of books for teens and young adults. But one of the books that we had our daughter read before she got her first iPhone was A Teen's Guide to Social Media and Mobile Devices. And it really is one of those rare books that's written to teens to help them to understand how to navigate this new world of technology. And it seems like more and more, uh, the talk uh, with parents and teens is not just the birds and the bees, but it's technology as well. And that needs to be an ongoing conversation. And then we've talked a lot about Nona Jones mm -hmm. and her book uh, going from social media to social ministry. It's a great uh, resource on digital discipleship and what it looks like to create community to help others to grow in digital spaces. Any additional resources, guys? Yeah, I would love to recommend um, Spiritual Conversations in the Digital Age. It's a research report, actually, and it basically shows how the way that Christians approach conversations about their faith has been changed by digital media. And it's so interesting, not only for those of us who are in church ministry and using digital platforms, but for anyone who's thinking about how to approach spiritual conversations with the people in their own lives and what the person on the other end, you know, might be thinking as you're preaching the subject. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely a good one. There are a number of Barna studies actually out there that are really, really helpful specifically about this. And I would just, if you just do some simple online research, uh, the Pew Research Company does some really, really great stuff on this just to demonstrate uh, the, the changes that we're seeing and the trends that we're seeing uh, as people, whether that be media consumption or just what's happening to the church in general. Um, I think there's a lot of great stuff out there on that. Uh, I won't recommend any marketing books, though. Chris. I, I won't do that. To <laughs> we read them. But I think that from a biblical perspective, I'll land the plane here. The book of Proverbs is so important in finding life balance. And what Proverbs gives us is just everyday wisdom for living a successful life before God. And so I want to encourage you to make sure you go there. Well, guys, I want to pray for us. This has been great having you from behind the scenes to in the hot seat. You guys passed the test. Let's pray. Father, thank you so very much for technology. Thank you for the use of tools like uh, social media and digital platforms. We pray to Lord that the gospel would continue to spread and that more and more people would be touched 
Thank you, the Lord, that through cameras and videos, we can go into places that maybe even missionaries can't go, countries that are closed off to the gospel. We can go there right now and into homes that maybe, the Lord, there are people who will never, the Lord, or have never darkened the door of a church are hearing the gospel now. Lord, I just pray that the witness of Jesus would be strong through all of the content. Uh, that we share. And I do pray that we would have great community, both in person and online, for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, I hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Link. I want to say a very special thank you to Trevor and Melena as well. Please know that across all of our Woodside campuses, we love to engage you. If not in person in this season, please check us out every Sunday online as we bring what's happening in God's house to your house. Well, until we're together again, God bless and have a great day.